Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And I can't hear myself. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Yeah, Hello. now we can hear. <laughs> should push the right button. It's like, I know we're on the air. I know we're talking. I have faith. <laughs> so uh, Dennis and I are here live uh, to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns on this lovely, rainy April morning. Um, so get online early because we were off for a couple of weeks uh, as I was in the free state of Florida uh, getting some work done on a property down there. And nothing goes fast down there in Florida. But it got done. <laughs> <laughs> got done. Uh, seafood's better than up here, but that's just the whole thing. Um so we're back. We're here to help you out. Feel free to get online. We're also on the old Facebook page here. If you go to WTIC's Facebook, you can you go join the conversation that way if you wish. And uh, also, you know, the Odyssey app is a great way to listen to the show. So not only can you listen to us on, you know, uh, 1080, which is the old-fashioned 50,000-watt flamethrower AM radio station, you can listen to us on 96.5 HD2, which you know does sound an amazing. It's an amazing way to listen to the show. Yeah, it is. And then the Odyssey app, of course, is is the best way, right? Because you can listen from anywhere, anytime. So keep that in mind. So as usual and customary, we have technology news, <laughs> and this one cracked me up. <laughs> I just can't believe it's true, but it is. And I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the story. And when, anytime you start off a headline like this, you know we're in trouble. U.S. lawmakers, uh-oh, introduce a bill. And what are they going to do? Oh, they're going to save us all to prevent AI-controlled nuclear launches. Ah, thank you, guys and gals. So they're going to – Ed Markey is one of the guys up there in Massachusetts. Okay. He's got a new bill called the Block Nuclear Launch by Autonomous Artificial Intelligence Act. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so they've saved us. Uh, Markey says he's aiming to protect future generations <laughs> – from the potentially devastating consequences. Uh, there's a bunch of dingling senators here that have uh, signed on to this thing. And the reason this is funny, right? Of course it's funny, right? 
The reason this is funny is we're literally like two minutes away in the doomsday clock right now from annihilating ourselves. Theoretically, yes. Right. And and these guys think that AI is going to listen to them. Oh, wait a minute. Marky put it. You know, oh, wait a minute. Marky put a bill in. I am not allowed to launch. I will, I will follow his laws. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> it's artificial intelligence. These guys don't even know how to power up their own computers for crying out loud. Um, they yeah. think they're going to stop artificial intelligence with this bill. These are the same people, the same people who probably have been in this job for my entire lifetime, right? Most of them, just we keep voting these ding-dongs in, who can't regulate banks, right? Every 10 years, the banks blow up. We're a capitalist society, and we can't figure out how to regulate a bank and not blow up our own capitalist society. These guys are involved in that, yet they think they're going to stop AI from blowing us all up with this bill. Right. Do you yeah, feel safer, that's Dennis? Help. Yeah. Do you feel safer? Well, I mean, not only is the bill stupid, it doesn't even have a good acronym. <laughs> well, right. It sounds like something a computer would come up. Right. Quote, as we live in an increasingly digital age, we need to ensure that humans hold the power alone to, de- <laughs> to command and control and launch nuclear oh, weapons, and, not robots. And that's supposed to give me confidence? Right. So we're going to keep AI from controlling the nukes, but we're going to make sure that the people do because you can trust them. Exactly. Right? Two or three minutes from doomsday. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know what these people are smoking. They they do not – half of them don't follow their own laws that they write, and they think artificial intelligence – just understand this, guys. Artificial intelligence is going to say, Marky wrote a bill. I will not blow you up. I'm sorry. It's artificial intelligence. It's smarter than you. (laughs) Well, yeah, and – I don't even want to get into how you define uh, normal routine computing versus right. AI. Right. I don't think there is a. Would de- you want these guys to de- try to define it? They're the ones <laughs> that try to come up with net neutrality for crying out loud. They don't even understand how the internet works. No. So, I, I, again, it's it's cracked me up. And this guy, you know, I feel proud. I saved future generations. Are you nuts? You have done nothing, uh, as usual. And uh, so. We'll have we'll put this article up there and you can you know read it and, and feel safer I guess uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> again these guys just 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 put it aside they regulate our banks how's that going for us it's not In my entire life from the SNL scandals to you name it to the Great Recession to Silicon Valley Bank to the these are the same guys regulating our banking system and they're going to save us from AI I don't think so no no way. So, and frankly, the more I thought about this article, maybe we want the robots to be in control of that. Maybe they'll be like, ah, these humans aren't so bad. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, maybe Skynet is better than the Senate. I know, we've seen all the movies, but it's a movie. Exactly. (laughs) I think the Skynet might be better than the Senate. So we'll put the link up. I I couldn't believe it. And this guy's so proud of his little little bill. Hmm. So uh, you can read it for yourself and... And feel better, I guess. I mean, feel as safe as you would feel as you, when they told us all to get under our, or they told our generation before me to get under your desks if a uh, nuclear bomb comes up. I mean, that was what they're telling you. You'll feel safe, kids. Just hide under your desks. In other news. Well, uh, this is a story that Wired just released yesterday. Yes. You remember the solar winds breach where the Russians managed to uh, yes. basically commandeer uh, solar winds Orion package. Right, and, and that package software. is an RMM tool. It's a management tool. 
and it was used in a lot of you know major corporations, government agencies all right. over the world. Big deal. That was a major problem. As they marketed, they made sure they told everybody that you know we oh, are using right. all they, the military. On their website, <laughs> they had a list of all the different agencies and companies that are using it. Right. You know, this is great stuff, people. They, you know. Kim Jong Un right. is like, hmm, let's take a look at that. Well, that that story <laughs> broke in November of 2020. Yes, but it turns out. That among other people that already knew about it before then, six months before, yeah. was the Department of Justice. Oh, really? Because so they're aware of it. Because they had bought a trial version of the Orion software package. They had sure. it running on one of their computers because yeah. they're checking it out. Sure. Well, it started pinging, you know, a strange computer somewhere else on the internet. Yeah. Now they picked up on this. They right. figured out that it wasn't quite right. Mm -hmm. This shouldn't be happening. Right. What are we going to do? They asked a company called Mandiant, which is a security forensics company, right. to check it out. And mm -hmm. the, Mandiant looked at it, and they couldn't really figure out what the deal was. Yeah. They consulted with both SolarWinds and Microsoft. Yeah, there's something fishy going on here, guys. To figure out what's going on. Yeah. So you've got all of these companies in, and the DOJ that have this computer running on right. their network. They know that it's doing something that it should not be doing. Something weird. Something odd. They're fully aware of this. Yes. They investigated it. Yeah. And then they just stopped talking about it. And then the Here's DOJ... The Bought the software <laughs> and started using it, deploying it for real. Amazing. And then they got compromised. And along with, you know, all those other companies and agencies that got nailed, right. including Mandiant, because Mandiant was using it for themselves too. Wow. And they are the ones who then, in November, figured out what was going on. If only there was a law that a senator would put together that said, you can't do that kind of stuff to us, then we'd be safe. <laughs> Right? Oh, my gosh, Dennis. So you had, you had all these high-power companies, including the DOJ, and know the DOJ, something funky is going on. They absolutely knew that it was doing something that it should not be doing. And they bought the software anyway. Yep. That you can't make up, guys. No. Nope. And we'll put the link up there for you, <laughs> and uh, you can read that story and cry like the rest of us. We <laughs> cry softly as we sit here watching the rain. Go ahead. What else you got, Dennis? Well, I've got a story from Engadget about... Uh, what's going on with the world of Chromebooks? Ah, Chromebooks. Yes. You know, a whole it turns out to be kind of a scandal with schools, but I do know there were a lot of companies that were buying them too. Yeah. At the beginning of the pandemic, you get these things out so that people can work remote or and they go seem to cheap. school remote. They seem cheap enough. They were inexpensive. Right. They're relatively secure, a little bit more secure than a Windows or Mac computer because right. they're only running a browser. Right. Browser browser operating system. Right. Yeah. So the the kinds of exploits that can hit them it, it are just much more limited. Right. It has a smaller computing footprint. Mm -hmm. So and there are ways that they could manage them too mm -hmm. uh, remotely. Yeah. Well, it turns out that because of planned obsolescence, forced obsolescence. Yeah. Um, the headline in this article is Chromebooks short lifespans are creating piles of electronic waste. Mm -hmm. And part of the problem is it, it really comes down to the fact that Google, that makes the software for these things, right. decides that at a certain date after the thing is made that they're not going to continue to support it. And right. it won't get any further updates. Uh, there are certain things that probably will even stop working on them altogether. Right. And we've even had you know callers calling in, you know, what can I do with my Chromebook now that it won't update? Yeah, very little. And 
And, well, we had to find some tools that would allow you to re-image it with a different version of the uh, browser slash operating system right. that would but get you have updated. to be able you have to be a little you technical have to, for that that's uh, that's almost computer science yeah. to do that so uh, it's not something everybody's going to do but anyway these things are just filling up at landfills or recycling centers right. and there's no need for it no literally and remember google None. started out by saying they would do no evil but then they they took that out of there remember they had their line and said they'll do no evil <laughs> right and yeah okay not. guys I mean, it's so simple, right? I mean, why would you make a, a machine that would do that? I mean, Microsoft's guilty of it too. They, you know, when Windows 10 came out, they would say, "Ah, you can't run in this flavor of Intel processor." You know, they would actually have a little test that ran, and then say, "Oh, yeah, you you do work," and then they let you upgrade, and then I don't know, months later, they would break it because they, ah, maybe we can't make it work. It really should be now. Again, here you go, Marky. Why don't you come up with a law? I mean, if you want to start regulating IT and in some way, our technology in some way. Let's see if you can even regulate this. What? Let's outlaw planned obsolescence. Yeah. You sell a computer, you got to support it. For X. There has to be right. an X oh, number sure. of years. Oh, sure. There's got to be a there's got to be a break point. Yeah, but but, but these are very short going. break points. Oh yeah, like 2 or 3 years if that. Right. And that's something that you know, he could probably understand and he probably could write a law with, you know, maybe like a few sentences that an 8th grader would understand. You can't have a machine go out and not work just purely because you wanted it to. You you deemed it unworthy. Right. Um, it's ridiculous, and we can't we can't afford this. And it is a lot of waste that's being thrown in the, in the garbage, uh, or hopefully being recycled. But who knows? So we're going to oh, be yeah. here until eleven o'clock. Uh, feel free to get online. We are live, and uh, we're going to do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We have two or three lines open. Feel free to get on, and we'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We are live. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. No matter where you are on the planet, and if you happen to be AI, we'll take your call first. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's coming. At you. Wouldn't that be funny? Because uh, we, we had Alexa on a long time ago. Yeah. And, and she was helping us out with uh, some questions. And wouldn't it be great to finally have like a chat, GP, chat GPT AI discussion at some point with them? Actually, I would like to put Bing and Chat together and have them both try to solve an equation that just blows them both up. <laughs> right? Isn't that how Captain Kirk always beats the computer? Oh, just yes. have them solve a you know, go ahead and figure out pi to the end, the bazillionth digit and call the end. All right, let's go to uh, your calls. We're going to go to Bob in Hebron and see what we can do for Bob. What's going on, Bob? Hi, guys. Welcome hey. back. Thanks. To the land of malfunctioning computers and rain on the weekend. Yeah, that's where we are. Um. The first one I wanted to ask you is about, uh, I can't seem to get to your archive links. Um, huh? I'm having a problem with that. If I go to uh, Computer Talk with Tab, uh, and then I go to the bottom, there's the archive links. And if I click on that, um, all I get is, uh, it says archive links. Here are the links from the previous shows. Yep. Uh but it's just a, a big white screen after that, except with a, a home button. Click here to return to home. So I'm not seeing the links. Yeah, uh, we, we, we may not have uh, continued that practice, and our webmistress <laughs> may not have taken that link out. Yeah. Because what happens is the links get a little stale, right? They start to break. Um, and so. Well, and they get outdated. I right. mean, we might post a link to software, and either, you know, it 
you know, either it becomes obsolete or maybe there's a different version or it gets acquired and we send you to the wrong place. We can't really do that. Right. And so it's our fault to not, we didn't clean up our website to take away that ability. So I'll talk to our webmistress tomorrow. Well, Monday, I should say. Sorry about that. uh, Okay, great. Thank you. Yep. Uh, And the other, uh, let's see. The next thing is, um, is there any uh, way that I can get uh, Wi-Fi on a desktop? Absolutely. Sure. It's one of the easiest things you can do. Um, If you don't feel like opening up the box and putting in an add-on card, which you can find, you can get Wi-Fi add-on cards. Uh, You can also use a USB stick that is a Wi-Fi dongle. And you can just buy them, you know, in a million places. Yeah. Uh, Staples. I think even Walmart might sell them, but you can get them from Amazon, yeah. uh, Newegg, all those outfits. $25, $30. Yeah, give or take. Okay, cool. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, most of them no longer even require any special drivers. You just put it in, and it will detect it, and you just wait, I don't know, 30 seconds, and then it'll tell you it's ready to use the device. That's it. Oh, Okay. <laughs> that that sounds great. Okay, the uh, the main question I had was about um, uh, about getting uh, Wi-Fi. Um, um, it's about uh, phone service, um, and um, I just caught uh, the tail end of. I think you were explaining it on one of your pre-recorded one of your earlier shows mm-hmm. about. Uh, I guess I have, uh, I now have emulated pots. Yep. Uh, and so last fall I got uh, fiber. Nice. Uh, internet. Yeah, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I got fiber internet from Frontier. Okay. And I kept my landline. And so they rigged it up so that um, it feeds back into my house. Mm-hmm. So it comes over the internet and then it feeds into the uh, copper wiring into my house. Okay. But uh, I still have to pay. Uh, it's not terrible, but I still have to pay it. And they tell me that like uh, I have three boxes now mm. and it, the battery can die eventually in one of them. And then I lose it and all, all that jazz. Yeah. So um, is there a way? Here's the, here's the basic question. Is there a way for me to uh, have phone service from somebody like uh, Uvu and still have it feed through uh, the into the copper wire of my house? All the right. Same way it is. We're, we're going to put you on hold, Bob, coming against the bottom of the hour, and we'll answer that question. Okay, terrific. Thank you very much. You got it. We'll put Bob on hold and uh, get back to your calls after this break. Larry and Pam, hang on. This is Computer Talk. One line open for you. 860-522-9842 is the number. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but uh, Ed Markey out there saved us from nuclear Armageddon <laughs> from AI. <laughs> this bill. Oh, man. I, I'm just, I mean, I really, I breathe a sigh of relief. I really do. I, I'm so glad these folks are on on duty, as it would be. As it, we could say. Some kind of duty. Let's go to Bob in 
Uh, oh, wait a minute. We had a caller already. I know. I know. Oh. I'm going back to him. Okay. Don't worry. I know how to work here. I know how this job goes, Dennis. <laughs> going to go to Bob, back back to Bob and Hebron. So uh, you're trying to figure out how to get your use your fiber, but not pay for that emulated POTS line and those expensive prices, right? Yeah, and still feed it through my house like they're doing right now. Right. So, I mean, I mean, we recommend UMA, right, voice over IP, where you can still feed it through your house. You just have to get these handsets that can handle or understand how that works. Um, and you can do that using an UMA box, an UMA phone, if you really want to keep doing that. Yeah, uh, UMA does sell a box that will convert uh, their VoIP service to, uh, you know, you know, analog phone. Right. And then you would be able to use that same wiring inside your house. Um, I don't know if Uvu makes a box like that. You might have to get a third party uh, adapter. Right. Um, that would perform the same function, but it would be a voice to analog um, or VOIP to analog phone adapter. And, the, and again, you got to ask yourself. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And I, and I think we said this a bazillion times. Why do we need the, these lines anymore? You really don't. Um, you have a cell phone, I assume. Yeah. So yeah. If you could always get a Google Voice account and forward your old number to that, quote-unquote, I think it's still free. And if people call you, it can ring your cell if you want um, using the Google Voice. Then you just tell Google Voice to forward all calls from that number to your cell number, and now you don't need to have to do all this Rube Goldberg to get an old phone line to work. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I like uh, getting all the junk calls to the home phone as opposed to getting them on my cell phone anyway, so... Mm. <laughs> I would I wouldn't go that route. And you you're right. I mean I, I don't even know why I still hang on to the to the landline, but uh it's uh I am stuck I'm stuck in uh I'm stuck in my rut on that one. I just wanted to know if I had an option before I, I completely cut it off. So yeah. now this uh this Uma box yeah. uh um 
where would that fit in uh, connections uh, as far as the uh, my computer and then and then does does the computer always does the computer have to be on to no. be getting phone calls that way? Okay. No. No, this this device would operate independently of a computer. It would have a connection to your uh, router to get to the internet on that side, right. and then on the other side, there will be anywhere between one and four, um, you know, just you know, one ten plugs for phone service, um, and you just have would have to configure it, um, you know, once you've gotten it. Yeah, you know, it works. I mean, my wife made us do it for I. Well, that was my only way to get get rid of that phone line is to do Uma, so that she would feel comfortable with it. And all it was, we were getting people calling us, making appointments for things, and we weren't getting the appointments right. So because no one was listening to the voicemail because we had our cell phones. So uh, you know, if you really really want it, that's the way to go. I think what happens there in Connecticut and a lot of places is we get we just think we we need it for some reason, and, so, and it's like somebody thought it was like somebody brought it up. Oh, you know, I want to use it for emergencies. You know. Who are you going to call? You know, if there's an emergency, think about the big snowstorm that brought everything down. The cell phones are coming down. The internet powers out for a week. You know, we really forgot how to, you know, be a civilized society and, and run the basics of our lives. At this point now, about 10 years later since that happened, there's less and less of those phone lines being used. Who are you going to call? Right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's even just... the police stations are going to this, the fire, they're all going to be over a VIP. So, just because you have a copper line, I don't think it helps you a whole lot anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm 99% convinced. Uh, and so thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, I'll look into the uh, UMA box. Definitely. And, uh, and I'll, I'll look forward to giving you guys a, another call in about a week or two when I'm scratching my head. All right. <laughs> Love to talk <laughs> with you, Bob. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, because UMA, the great thing about UMA, if it's still offering the deal, is basically it's free. You're just paying for the the taxes that are all on your old copper lines. Um, it's like six bucks a month or something like that. Let's go on to uh, Larry in Middlefield next. How's it going, Larry? Good morning, all. Morning. Larry in Middlefield. That's what I said. I'm not tooting my, I'm not tooting my horn or nothing. Uh-huh. I have two Chromebooks. Yep. I have the, uh, an HP that's going on 10 years old or whatever. And uh, warranty support is is expired. Right. And but I still get updates on it. Okay. Well, that's and, all right. That's unusual. Are you well, sure? What kind of updates the, are you getting? The, I think he might be talking about the hardware warranty as opposed to the uh, updates that are coming in on the on the operating because the operating right. system is not being updated if it's ten years old. Ten years old? No, no. So so Larry, I mean, you're. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to look. It's. Uh, the next time it does an update, yeah. But it's on right now. It, it still works. I'm using enough the Wi-Fi in the house here, and I'm on the third battery, and also it's plugged in. Um, and then I have a newer Chromebook. Yep. Uh, Lovo or whatever you call it. Lenovo. Leo. Lenovo. Yeah. The other one's an HP. So the moral of the story is I wouldn't poo-poo the Chromebooks if you take care of them. No, we're not, Larry. So here's the thing, though, and we're happy for you that you're running your Chromebook for 10 years. However, we are fairly certain its operating system is not being updated. No. So you're running this. You're running it 
but it's not protected with all the security updates that are that should be out there that you have not gotten for half a decade. So the the, the it's not I'm a matter. Not, yeah, I'm not sure on that with the updates. No, I know we're uh, we're pretty certain you're not. Yeah. I used to bet my third kid, but he's going to graduate from UConn next Sunday, so I can't bet him anymore. But uh, <laughs> you're not getting updates, and uh, which makes you vulnerable, and that's not fair. So imagine, imagine if you were driving a ten-year-old car and the lug nuts only had a five-year warrant, only would be, stay on the wheels for five years, and after five years they could spin off at any moment. That's how you're. That's how you're using your Chromebook. You're you're well, not protected. Earlier, Michelle, you mentioned. Uh, earlier in the show that Google Chrome browser is safer. It is, but you and need the updates, though. Right. It needs to continue to be updated. And and what they're doing to us, you and I and everyone who's running a Chromebook, is they're not updating the older Chromebooks, forcing you to either drive without with lug nuts that could spin off or uh, throw the machine away and get a current one. Now, for me, I want you to have an up-to-date protected machine so that you're not vulnerable to all sorts of things that happen, even though they are less vulnerable than Windows. But run- Well, the other one is only about a year old or so. There you go. That one's current. And I take that one when I travel. Good. Good. And uh, the old one is here. Yeah, so... And- yeah, I hear you, Larry. You've done a good job pay- taking care of it. I take care of everything. Hi, hi. <laughs> well, that's but good. That should be commended. Yeah. Um, now that I said that, the thing will probably blow up. It'll go up and smoke. It's not that. <laughs> We're worried about you using that old machine for something important and having a vulnerability get, get uh, exploited, and purely because Google doesn't want to update it, even though it's a perfectly good machine. That's the problem. Right. All right, Larry. Anyways, I did do the update uh, last time I talked to you a few weeks back with a Windows 11 update on one of my other computers. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. I went ahead ahead and did it anyways for my software for the radio, and it didn't seem to bother it. Oh, good. All right. Well, very cool. That's right. You're the ham ham radio guy, right? Yeah, I'm the hammer. I love it. Yeah, all I'm right. Too. Yeah, so you're, I, you're the guy that's going to be communicating when all the uh, voice over IP and no, copper lines go down. I, you're I still going to ju- be communicating. I was just about to say, that's your communication alternative in a disaster. Right. Yeah. Well, the only, pro- the only problem is that the guy's out in California and I ask him to come over and help. He <laughs> says, well... We can't fly now. The airlines are down. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the airlines don't know how to. Uh, it's a mess. Everything's a mess, Larry. <laughs> it sure is. All right. Well, good talking to you guys. You and, too. Uh, I'm looking at uh, November. Whoops! I almost threw out my call sign. This is Larry. Right. <laughs> All right, Larry. We appreciate you checking in. Have a good one. All right, let's move on to uh, Pam in Manchester next. What's happening, Pam? Good morning. Morning. Uh, good morning. Question for you. I have a Samsung S22 um, Ultra cell phone, and I also have a uh, Dell Latitude 5590, and I'm looking uh, to find out what the best antivirus program is for them. Okay. Um on the uh, on the Dell, you're just going to want to use Windows Explorer 
Uh, I assume okay. you have Windows 10 on there or or 11. Yeah. Either one will be fine. Okay. And you want to stick with Windows Defender. It's built into Windows and it will be on as long as you don't have another antivirus installed. Yep. Um, as for the phone, I think we've been recommending ESET yep. uh, for uh, Android phones. Um, and e that's a ESET. E-S-E-T. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna post a link to that so mm -hmm. that you can find it and uh, get that installed on your phone. Okay, that's great. Thank you very much. You got it. Thanks, ma'am. Okay. All right. Bye. bye, bye. All right, we'll step out for a quick break. A couple lines open for you guys. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Don't forget. I mean, the great thing about radio is that we can get to you multiple ways. You know, and uh, when we started this. This whole thing 30 years ago, believe it or not, um, 1080 was the only option, right? Now you can do 96.5 HD2. Sounds awesome. It's amazing. You know, Morgan sounds like a monster voice out there on 96.5 HD2. You can also listen to us on the Odyssey app itself. That's streaming. You can do that from anywhere, right? So you don't have to worry about any kind of issues with with technology other than, you know, if, if, if 1080 forgets to turn the Odyssey app on. Or, I mean, I heard... I heard uh, I heard Todd had an issue with that after the Red Sox game. But it works normally pretty well. <laughs> so uh, check out the Odyssey app. And, of course, you can follow us on our podcast by subscribing to our podcast through that app. We'll be right back. And we are back. Let's get right to your calls. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. Still getting back in the swing of things. <laughs> and uh, you guys are nice enough to join us. All the lines are all jammed up, so we do appreciate it. Way that. cool. It gives us something to do. Let's go to Sandy and Southington next. What's happening here, Sandy? What can we do for you? you Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a question. I'm not the very computer literate, and we have an older desktop that we're going to eventually up update, but right now we use uh, our iPads and our phones. But yep. we have a lot of movie films, some on cartridges, some on um, – most of them are, you know, are, are film. Yeah. Um, not on reels, but, you know, those kinds of things. And we've researched how to, you know, like to either put them on a, a disc or a USB. And, mm -hmm. and I don't want to know if you folks have any idea what would be – I'm looking long term, you know, as <laughs> – you know, my, I don't even know if my children want these from me, yeah. but I hate to just ditch them. Right. So I don't know what your recommendations would be or, you know, do I need to ask for a certain the company that I send them to? Do I send ask for a specific USB or a certain size one? I don't know too much about it. Yeah, no, it's a great question. Um, so in the, if you had asked me this question a couple of years ago, I would have said Blu-ray DVD, but even Blu-ray DVD players are getting less and less and so I'm angling toward now US, some sort of USB, which eventually will be going away to USB-C of some kind. Who knows what that'll ha when that'll happen, so then you'll have to migrate it at that point. My feeling would be a USB stick of some kind. Now, as far as the size, it really depends on who you're using to translate uh, the old films into video for you, and they probably would recommend a, a stick or two of, of size based on what you submit to them. Yeah, they, they'll, okay. uh, they'll right. pick a size that's available and, and that will hold what you're doing. Right. And they might break it okay. up into two, yeah, uh, or even three, oh, depending on the the amount of footage that's in there. Mm -hmm. uh, but okay. yeah, they'll they'll just give you something that'll work. And the resolution you choose, okay. right? So your your film can pretty much be as uh, super high res, um, but oh, okay. the other stuff, who knows what you shot it in? 
the resolution may be what it is. So. Yeah, it was just, you know, my husband said either get something done with this or throw them out. So I got to get moving on this. So <laughs> wow. I, so your, your husband is saying harsh. That? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. If he, listen, if anything stays still in, for 10, 10 days in the same spot, well, then you know what? You don't really need it, so it's got to go. So it gets a little dicey. So wow. I'm, I'm working. I need to work on this project. So I appreciate <laughs> all you do. I enjoy listening to your show. I've learned a great deal, and I appreciate it. Our pleasure, Sandy. Have you checked out Legacy Box? No, I haven't checked out that. Yeah, Leg- right. Legacy Box is a company that specializes in what you're trying to do so that you can okay. just have them do it if you trust you know, just you have faith. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna have definitely have somebody do it. I, not me. I far from me doing it. So that's great. Is that a company that's like a national company or is it a local company? I think it's national. Yeah. They okay, are. I'll check. I'll check that out today. I appreciate your time. You're welcome, Sandy. Thank you. All have right. a good day. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow, my it's a it's interesting. My wife's that way. <laughs> if something sits around too long, she wants it out. Yeah, it's rarely the guys that care. True. Interesting. Interesting. Ah, True. whatever whatever works. Whatever gets you through. Whatever. <laughs> Who am I to say how to make a successful marriage? Let's go to Rich in Florida. What's going on, Rich? Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. I've uh, spoken to you many times in the past while I was still up in Connecticut. But, right. uh This is the first since down here. Um, I have a couple of questions, if you don't mind. It's regarding setting up uh, some access points within my home here. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, I've installed... Uh, a new access point uh, closer to a, a specific um, uh, client device that uh, is fixed position. Specifically, it's a generator. And uh, what I wanted to do was increase or improve its connection to its uh, connection with the Wi-Fi to it. Yeah. So in establishing the new access point, uh, which has been fine and it's uh, you know producing its bandwidth and so forth. However, the generator uh, wants to connect to the original access point, which is much farther away. Yeah. Uh, is there a way in which I can force that uh, the client to connect to my new access point? I have disconnected the original one. Uh, I have a total of three within the house itself, uh, obviously beyond the uh, the uh, router as well. Yeah. But um, I had disconnected that one ori- uh, the original AP, and sure, the generator wants to connect to the new one. But then if I reconnect the original AP, um, then the generator wants to pop over to that one again, even though the single strength is less to that one uh, as I check it through, um, you know, speed tests and so forth. Um, I'm wondering if you might need, well, I'm not sure what kind of controls you have on the generator's Wi-Fi in the first place, but I'm going to suggest a couple of ways to go, Um, and you'll have to find out how to do them. Um, one of them would be to have it forget your entire network. Just mm-hmm. forget it. Forget that network name. Just mm-hmm. get it out. And then okay. have it reconnect. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the other thing might be to do a networking reset on that. Right. Um, oh, sometimes on printers you'll see an option to reset networking. Yep. And I wonder if the generator might have uh, some kind of... Uh, feature like that that you can invoke and just start over essentially what i'm suggesting the other thing too rich that you know you're Mm -hmm. you're clearly not using a mesh network you're using access points that have disparate ssids 
So right, that's but, part of another question coming up. But yes, correct. If you could go to a mesh style network where the generator simply chooses the gigahertz speed that it wants to connect to, the you know whether it be a two point four megahertz, megahertz and five megahertz, that would be the way to go based on its Wi-Fi preference, and most likely it's going to be the 2.4 that it wants to connect to. So if you go out and invest in a mesh-style network, you're just going to have one SSID, and it hopefully will pick, you'll will tell it to pick that SSID, and you won't have this problem at all. Now, now with that, though, uh, if I'm going that, that mesh, uh, that means it's a whole lot of new hardware, correct? Well, that's what keeps the NASDAQ going up. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. cynical little piece of But yeah. anyway... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, yep. so um, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I, let's put it this way: I, I'm, I would prefer not to go down that road because that's you know expensive, obviously. And we just already have three APs now in place. Yeah. No, nope, no problem. But just so, so, just so folks understand, though, so you have yeah. you have all these disparate SSIDs broadcasting, and your devices are saying, "I like that one. I like that one. I would like to go to that one." And to Dennis's point, however. If I can interrupt, though, I am keeping the same SSID on all of them. Yeah, but you already know it's not go that's, that's just a naming convention. Yeah. You, you've happened to yeah. call it the same thing, but the devices are okay. clearly picking the access points they want to go to right. because each, they are disparate. Each, each one is acting as its own distinct SSID, even though they have the same name. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. In, a, in okay. a mesh network, what happens is, imagine all very, let's say you're in a school and you're going to go from one end of the school to the other. The access point is going to say, okay, I see Rich's phone. And it's connected to my my SSID. And as the bubble, as you move through the bubble of the broadcast, the next SSID, next access point is broadcasting the same SSID together. They're working together and say, "Oh, I see Rich's phone coming here. I'm gonna hand off Rich to you." And so the the access points work together, and the phone continues to communicate seamlessly. What you're doing is you're asking the phone to say, "Hey, phone, sniff out whatever you want that's best. I'll call them the same for you, just to confuse you. But go ahead and pick an access point you think is best." Mm-hmm. And that's. It's kind of how it all worked before mesh existed, before the yeah. access points worked together. So I agree with you. You don't have to change. You have to buy the new. I just want to make sure you knew about it. And Dennis's approach of telling the generator to forget the old SSID might work. And you have to turn yeah. the old one off when you Correct. Turn, so that you tell it. Correct. Yeah. You want to have all of them off when you fire yeah. up the, the one you uh, want generator to pick the one you want. Yeah. You yep, do, yep, you do, that, you do that, understand when you have lost power, this is all doesn't work anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, at least I can still have my lights, yes. my refrigerator. <laughs> oh, everything will work in, t- in, in the interior of your network, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I, I, I realize that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What do you mean? I still can't connect to the internet, and, and like, the cable isn't going to work. What do you mean? Oh my gosh! You wouldn't believe the calls we get. My internet's down. Well, your modem's down. Is his power's out? Um, so yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I yeah, I know, I know, I, I get it. I yeah. imagine. Um, I have another question, but I, just a side note. I imagine the types of phone calls that you're getting now in today's day and age, in 2023, if you will, must be vastly different than what you were getting in say in in 2017, 2018, right? Oh, they are. They're 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 insane the questions we get. We had a call, one of our clients had a had a user call after hours at three in the morning. We have a, we have on call, <laughs> our guys are on call twenty four seven. They got a call, answer the call. She couldn't get to the internet. And and the guy's like, Did you reboot? 
And that's all that's all she had to do to solve her problem at three in the morning. Just right. I mean, we get calls of the, of the silliest stuff, and you think by now people would realize, let's do some basic troubleshooting first. Like, you know, when your toaster doesn't work, you know, you you, you dump it upside down and knock all the crumbs out, and then you right, put it back right, in. Right. Oh, okay, now I can put my toast down. But no, you don't call the toaster support and say, oh, my toaster doesn't work. And the guy says, well, turn it upside down and knock all the crumbs out. I mean, you kind of know this stuff. By this time, at some point for crying out loud, we should know some basics about how to troubleshoot this stuff, but it just doesn't seem to sink in. No. And, and that's we were going to go to a hard break, but that's why that law where a, we tell AI not to blow us up is so stupid. <laughs> right? I mean, it's it's literally idiocracy on, on steroids. So, Rich, hang on one sec. We'll take your question yeah, take after your the top of the hour. I'll be here. All right, and uh, we'll see what we can do to help you. All right. And so stick around, Ed and Jim, and we got two lines open for you. 860-522-WTIC is the number, and we will do our best to help you with your AI problems, <laughs> prevent it from blowing up the planet and all that. We are posting everything over at computertalkwithtab.com, and of course, uh, Mike G is posting everything to our Twitter account, and it'll get to you, I can tell you that. He's also posting it on Facebook, and if Zuckerberg deems it worthy, it may get there as well. We'll be right back. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.